Welcome back to the About That Wallet podcast, show number five, where today I will be talking about the strategies of boundaries within your wallet, yourself, and your lifestyle. Let's get into it. Welcome to the About That Wallet podcast, where I, your host Anthony Weaver, will provide quick history, actionable strategies, and futuristic ideas surrounding that cash flow mindset. Please join me on the quest on getting to know about that wallet. So for today's money tip, have you ever noticed that when you go to the grocery store, you usually wind up with more than what you originally wanted? That's because you did not eat before you go to the grocery store. So give it a try. The next time you go out, let me know how it turns out. All right, let's hop to it. So, boundaries. Why am I talking about it? Main reason is because I felt that it was important during my transition to understanding finances and really where I want to be in life as I get older. I noticed that all these bills and everything like that was coming through, and I just really didn't want to live my life paycheck to paycheck or keep figuring out why Every time I feel like I'm taking four steps forward, I get knocked down eight steps back. So setting up those boundaries really help out because it'll give you, and also it gave me a clear mind and path of where I really want to be at later on. So I saw a quote said, People have a say in your life because you invite them in your business. And this is by Nedra Tawab. It's T-A-W-W-A-B. Tawab. I think I said that right. But you can find her out on uh, Instagram or just Google her name. And she is a, I guess you call her a boundary expert. I just found her the other day. But she has some really good information about setting up boundaries. And I thought it would be a wonderful topic to talk about. And also by definition, boundaries is just a line that marks the limits of an area, a divided line. Or some would further call it a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. Some examples of boundaries like from emotional, physical, or even digital. I mean, granted, you can make friends online, but you only certain information you give them out online. So you have like your internet persona. Then you have your friends. You have your friends persona. But then you have your work and your work friends. And you, call, and you have that particular persona because it's just certain boundaries that you don't mix and mingle because at work is different than when you're actually outside of work. But if that's who you are, that's who you are. Some people are comfortable showing them full selves everywhere they go. Um, And if it's acceptable, 
uh, from the wide spectrum of people, hey, have fun with it. But not everybody is built that way and comfortable sharing everything everywhere to anyone. So that's why you have these boundaries. Um, I definitely set up a lot of boundaries now that I know that I want to be financially, I want to get back to, what do they call it? Not really financially freedom or financially independent, but it's more of a get back, get out of the negative. Because all these student loans that I'm that I'm dealing with, and I guess you guys will be hearing about it as I go through this. And I'm thinking about five years. I should have all this done at my current rate. Um, it's it's a lot of work to get through. Everybody has these student loans. Some of you who don't have student loans, fantastic to you. I really want to give you an applause. And please share with me on how'd you do it. Uh, If your parents pay for you, even better. Uh, So hopefully we can share that on as we go through. But um, I find that most people who have student loans are actually focused on getting those paid off have set up a lot of boundaries in their lifestyle. And I'm included in that from the things that I've eaten, from going out to eat, from choosing which parties I want to go to, not jumping in the car every time I just want to go to some some place. Uh, even to the point now I try to focus more on my health because your health is your wealth. And some people say your network is your net worth. I believe all that is true. However, setting up those boundaries and making sure that you have the right networks in place to kind of help you reach your goals from the people that you choose to be around with, from the things that you actually watch on TV or even on social media. And having those things really, really encourage what type of person you are and what your future will look like. Sometimes it's not an easy thing to get rid of those people that aren't aligning with the way that you, well, not the way that you want to be, but where you want to be. Getting rid of those toxic people um, or not even toxic. It's just, they're not growing with you. Um, Cause I think I was listening to Dave Ramsey podcast the other day. And one of the guys mentioned that, yeah, he has some of his friends from the old days where they used to hang out as buddies, but he won't go to them to talk about finances. He won't go to them talking about buying real estate. He'll just go there and talk to them if he just need a quick laugh or something like that just to hang out with. But from his growth point, he has a whole set of friends that he want to talk to you about that. And I figure that hey, I'm going through this journey, and if you found this podcast, that means that you also are either, A, going through the same journey I am and trying to figure this financial stuff out, or B, I've asked you several times, (laughs) and I think I've asked several people just about on a daily basis if they actually listen to this show. But whatever the case is, you're here. We're going to work this out. And since you're dedicating your 20 to 30 minutes to me, I have to give you my best. And I really want to share with you all the things that I've been through. So 
sorry to go off on that little tangent, but it just shows the importance of setting up these boundaries. And this is not an ending topic. This is more of an evergreen topic of setting up your boundaries within your lifestyle and your wallet. So a couple things that you cannot be selfish, you should not feel selfish about, especially when it comes to aligning your why, which is putting yourself first. Nobody should ever say, you know, oh, you know, you should worry about, you know, your child or worry about your home and why aren't you um, worrying about work? Why don't you go to work? No, put yourself first. If you're in a mindset to handle that stuff, go for it. But you need to make sure that you're healthy. As they always say on the airplanes, put your mask on first before you help someone else. And I am a firm believer in that. If you're not helping yourself, you cannot help anyone else. And I'm currently helping myself by taking myself either out the equation or adding myself to the equation when it comes to learning finances and go doing things that align with my why. Now, following your dreams. You should never feel selfish following your dreams. If you want to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to cut grass, cut grass. Cut grass to the best of your ability. Is that your dream to grow that business? Have at it. But don't let anybody else tell you that you're selfish. You need to think about everything else. But you probably wouldn't do it because you wasn't thinking about them. But thinking about them also requires some sacrifice somewhere. So either you sacrificing your time with them to chase your dreams, which will also benefit your family, your unit, all at the same time, go for it. I mean, we only, we do live once, so enjoy it while you're here. Um, Enjoy your time alone. Nothing like just sitting around peace and quiet, sometime in your thoughts. Uh, I know that there are uh, some people that have anxiety that cannot be in their own thoughts. Um, That is a very important thing to worry about, too. But being alone doesn't mean just sitting down doing nothing. Just be alone and either A, read a book, uh, listen to this podcast, listen to just ambient music, and just have your alone time to just relax. Now, the next thing I thought was hilarious, but also very hard to do, is saying no. Saying no was hard for me when it comes to events that people were having that I really wanted to go to. Uh, Saying no to going out to eat. Saying no to that donut with the glistening and looking all shiny inside the glass case. Oh, man. Love me some pastries. But yes, saying no, um, as it, if it didn't align with my goal, 
I said no to a lot more things. Now, granted, there are some things I did give in because I was like, hey, I'm ahead of my goal or I reached my goal. And this is kind of like how I celebrated my milestone by saying yes to some of those things that I was saying no to. But you should never feel ashamed to say no. Ending a toxic relationship. That is, it's a necessary thing for yourself, but this goes back to putting yourself first. Because in a toxic relationship, no one really knows how you're feeling because in that relationship, that person is not out to listen to you and actually hear you through on the reason why you're having issues in that relationship. Though that person might be mad and just want to up and walk away or try to belittle you and say that you're worthless. I've been through all of that. So trust me, I understand. But ending a toxic relationship has been one of the the best things for me. I've learned a lot by going through it, but I didn't know that I was in such a toxic relationship until I started to focus on myself and like, noticing that I'm losing myself in this relationship. So that brings me down to the last one that's on this list of selfishness. I'm not done with the podcast yet, but the last item on this list here that I saw for selfishness is not wanting children. I noticed that a lot of people always ask, so now that you're married, why don't you have children? And I'm like, I'd like to enjoy my marriage first. How about that? before having children, but most people's like, well, didn't you date before or so on? And there's so many other reasons why so many people want to have children. But there's also a lot of reasons why a lot of people don't want to have children. But I do want to dive into that on another episode about getting to know why people, like the income levels and also education as it relates to childbirth. Like why are most people in poverty areas have so many children versus people with higher incomes and different thresholds have less children or no children at all. So I do plan to dive into that a little later. I just gotta find some doctors or psychologists that are focused in that area. If you know some, please uh, shoot me an email at about that wallet at gmail.com. All right, so already went through the importance of why boundaries are important. Now let's get into the second segment of the show where I start talking about the strategies. This is gonna be the bulk of the show because I believe that finding strategies, there's so many different strategies to build up your I guess you could say your boundaries and the things that you really want to happen in your life. The very first thing, of course, is find your why. Why are you getting up every day? I know some people say Jesus and God and so forth, but what's the next thing? Like, what is your drive uh, to make you know, your living situation better or just to kind of make money so you can get by for the next day, just to get something to eat, put some food on the table for your kids, 
for the relationship that you have, or you just really want to get out the house. Um, and for everybody has their own reason, but you have to really have that clear defined line of why you're doing it, even if it's for a short-term goal. For me, my short-term goal is I need to get my student loans out the way. And that needs to happen soon. So everything that I do, I fully focus on my state of loans. And to the point I even communicated with my wife that I really want, this is my goal, this is my plan, and this is where I really want to be. And now she's on the point, since we communicated about that, she makes sure that every time I go off on a tangent and talk about stuff, she was always turning back on my why. Does this really align with you paying off your student loan debt? If it doesn't, then why are we talking about it? And then I wound up doing buying it anyway, because she's right. Happy wife, happy life. As the saying goes. But I want to share with you all the strategy that I thought was beneficial in helping me align my life and my why. So I went to Carnival, like the one in the feathers and everything like that down in Trinidad and Tobago. Let's see, it's almost six years ago, two, three years ago. Yeah, it was about two, three years ago. Um, And I was on a flight leaving Trinidad, coming to the U.S. And I was on a flight with a couple, uh, an older couple in their 60s. Uh, The wife would stay at home and the husband had a PhD in microbiology. And he studied yeast growth and beer. So he was a beer tester. So he travels back and forth uh, throughout the U.S., from the U.S. to Canada to test out beer. Though they were in their like late 60s or so, they made sure in their budget that they visit Tobago every year for carnival. They said they haven't missed the carnival in 15 years, and they love it all the time. So we started talking about well, how I started asking them, well, how is it for retirement and what can I do to align myself to have such uh, vacations that they do? So keep in mind, I was in carnival fan, like I was in a carnival band. They call the bands with the ones with the feathers. So each band has their own truck, has their own costume set up and not just one truck these several trucks and these trucks are like laced with speakers from the base, I think almost like two stories high speakers and they'll parade through the city and everybody dance and have a good time. So the group that I was with was with fantasy and fantasy had these, uh, they give you like a little packet when you actually purchase your outfit, which is very expensive by the way. And in the packet, they gave me these leaflets that says at the right top, things to do. Because during Carnival, there's a lot of stuff to do. 
in with these pamphlets, they came in handy because you can write down all the parties, what they call them, fets. So they write down all the fets that you want to go to and all the people you want to meet up with, stuff like that. So it's great. But I still have some left over on the flight. And on there, they saw, well, they was like, well, it has things to do. And they was like, write down before age 35 and then before 40, before 50, and before 60. And I was like, all right, let's do that. And on my list, I still have it. And for my list before 35, I came up with 12 things, which is get a couple's massage, visit Tobago during mango season, get married, start a service business, get a home, create a movie, go to Bermuda via cruise or just somehow get to Bermuda, write a book, go to London, uh, financially stable, visit Boston, and learn plumbing or electrician. Now those are my 12 things. And then went on to 40 and 50 and all of it to 60. Now, the funny thing is that by age 60, I only, had one li- I only have one line item. And <laughs> I was asking them, so what, what things should I be looking for at age 60? And the wife turned and looked at me and laughed and said, are you going to dye your hair? <laughs> and I was like, what, a, what, a, what type of question is that? She was like, well, those are hard questions because you don't know if you're really going to like your hair or if you're going to have hair at all. But if you want to have it, are you planning on dyeing your hair? And that's one of the things that she struggled with. And I started thinking to myself, well, if I ever go gray or look peppermint, I'm just go full platinum. So that's what I'm thinking of doing. But maybe my mind will change when I turn 60. So I left that as a one-liner, one-question-mark thing. Because hopefully by 60, I have accomplished everything that I wanted to do in the prior years. So just to give you a quick uh, insight of what I have on before 40, which was to have over $100,000 in the bank, no debt, have a 70s party, get a functioning edible garden, obtain a PhD or perform research about human energy, be a public speaker on human energy. So I guess this might be in my future because at the time I was talking about going to study human energy and how it affects everybody and stuff like that. But those, that's my list. I want you to come up with a list. And if you can find some sheet of paper, instead of typing it up, I really want something that's tangible that you can hold in your hands and put up all that on the wall, on your refrigerator, on the mirror. Just keep it in a place where you can actually see it every day. Because this is the way to kind of ingrain. This is almost like you're, you're writing an ad for yourself. If you notice how many ads we listen to on a daily basis, it's well over 
600 ads that we listen to on a daily basis, either from the products that we have in the house. We look at it every day. Oh, I have an HP printer. Every day, I look at it. Oh, I have a MacBook. Oh, I keep seeing it every day. So it's a Mac there all the time. So you want to have your outline or your plan in front of you all the time, as much as you see it inside your house. I don't really recommend it at work because, say, if anything happens, like with COVID that's going on right now, you're not at work. So let's try to keep it at home and go from there. So with that being said, I really want you to have that sheet of paper out. At the very top of that paper, I want you to write down things to do before and then put five years out. Write down at least a good, I don't know, 10 things. Start off with five. Make it easy. Out of those five things, I want you to write down at least one fun activity. Uh, For me, my fun activity was to visit Tobago during mango season. Great. Fun times. The next thing is something financial. In my list, uh, for 35, wow, I didn't put any numbers. But I guess start a service business. That sounds like money. Go from there. Oh, and write a book perfectly. And then some personal milestone that you want to hit within those five years. Like for me, personal milestone, getting married was one of the things, Um, but you can always have a different milestone in mind. You're listening to the About That Wallet podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. If you are enjoying this episode or finding anything useful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere on the internet. It is one of the best ways you can help new listeners find me, such as yourself. You can always support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash about that wallet or anchor.fm forward slash about that wallet. Now that you have all of your items in place for your list, now let's go ahead on and discuss what to do with it. Um, I want you to expound on your list as you go through today and see if you can try to make it something that you wouldn't mind and you can act some achievable things, not put something outrageous, say like, oh, yeah, I want to go circle around the sun tomorrow. Like, no, like pick something that you can actually do and have fun. You know, since you got your five years out, if that's all you can think of, Keep it clear and concise for our little things. Um, so let's do like your 10 years out from that date or make it like an even year. I like even stuff. So like I did by age 40, I wanted to hit this. So if you're already in your 50s at age 50 and so forth. Now, the only thing that I've noticed as far as a strategy of that I found very important is that people really enjoy being told what to do. 
I know a lot of people say, well, I don't want to work for nobody because I don't want to be told what to do and blah, blah, blah. And ultimately, yeah, you do. Just not all the time. Um, people tell you like what to do every time you read a blog or watch a commercial. Hey, come on down to McDonald's and get one of these. Or come on down to Jiffy Lube. If you have a Jiffy Lube, get your oil change, get your tires rotated, something. They're going to ask you uh, or tell you to do something. That's the part of the sales. And we always either say no multiple times, but ultimately we do cave in. And that's the thing. It's like you want to have this list available in your face all the time. But with that, all you can do now is write it out. So now that you got a game plan, you have to really take action. And by taking action, I'm telling you, it's okay to take action. And make sure that your budget aligns with these goals. Which means, yes, you got to go back to what we talked about before. And hopefully this is the end of the month of July. So at this end of this month of this July, I want you to take time out and go through everything that you spent this month. Go through all your credit cards, all of your bank accounts, and even your retirement accounts, like your self-directed IRAs, those hidden bank accounts that you didn't even tell your significant other if you're married. If you're living with somebody and you're not married, they don't really matter in your personal finance as much as it does when you're married, but it really depends on your household situation. And if you're married and only in a one income household, then yeah, I think you both really need to sit down and go through everything that was spent this month. It is very important. I cannot stress that enough. You got to know where you're at. Build your baseline before you can even start to implement any of these goals and start saying no to a lot of stuff. See in that list if there's anything in there that you're overspending. Say there's a bank account that you have and they charge you like five or $10 because you don't have a certain amount of money in there, like one of those old Bank of America cards, not a Bank of America card, but the old Bank of America accounts where they always charge you if you don't have, you know, $1,000 in there or direct deposit, they want to charge you $10. Get rid of those accounts. Find the account that you actually use a lot And with that company, you can actually create multiple checking accounts or savings accounts within that. And they won't charge you for creating an account. You can do it all online. You don't have to go anywhere. If you have those old accounts, take time this week or even today. It really only takes like 20 minutes to just log into the account, put in your bank account of the account that you're currently using, Put that into that old account that's charging you this monthly fee and transfer everything over. 
Um, it usually takes about two to three days for that transfer to complete. But once it's complete, close out that account, wash your hands with them, you save so much money from there. Um, the only reason why this is fresh, because I'm recently working with my mom to get it done, working with her because I, I've been telling her this for so long since she notified me about it, that she's getting charged. And I'm like, why are you still with them? So, yes, it's a struggle. It's everyday struggle, but it's fun. You know, have fun with your finances. You, <laughs> it helps build your lifestyle. So with that, let's go ahead on and move on to segment number three, which is the features. So now what? Now that you got your list, you have your budget in hand, and you already know where you are financially with all of your bank accounts and your spent expenditures, your monthly expenses. So now what? So before you go out into the world and think everything is going according to plan, you have to understand that there are three pillars that will how can I put it? There are three things that you really cannot have. You don't have control over. Like you, you can't, you, you don't have control over people. You don't have control over time and you don't have the control over the outcome of your efforts. Like, yeah, you know what? So what that you learned how to, you know, bake that perfect pie, but it tastes good to you. But when somebody else tasted it, it was like, oh, this is nasty. Or it's okay. But you're proud of yourself that you actually made that pie. You have no control over the outcome of you trying your best and still coming up short in the pleasing arena. Um, and I, I go back to that pleasing arena because when I hear people that say that they hate to work for someone, but not understanding that when they be start their own business, they're actually working for not just one person. They're working for multiple people and trying to please them all, or at least the 80%, 20% rule. Um, and you're not going to please everybody. And that's one of the things you have to be okay with. You cannot stress over what you cannot control. So in order for everything that we've done up to now to become second nature, you have to start saying, no, uh, this, is, this does not align with my goals. Um, doing this will prolong me from achieving my goal. And doing this extra thing is taking for those of you who have children, is taking food out of their mouths or is a detriment to their financial future. Because we all know that debt hinders your ability to do what you want to do for your family. Because you want so much debt, you can't go get this toy for your child. Because you want so much debt, you know, because you you can't go party because it's either go party or pay you for your child's school trip, uh, field trip or whatever. You have to really t- 
tighten down on have a clear defined goal of what you really want and setting those boundaries within yourself and also with others. Like a lot of people do not have, like when people talk about their children, that's their boundary. But you yourself, you can talk about your children all day. Say, yeah, you doing dumb stuff. But understanding that they doing dumb actions, they're not dumb. They just, their actions are dumb. And making sure that there's a clear communication, especially with that child, um, is to let them know that their actions do not determine who they are. So you should not ever tell someone that they're dumb, they're ignorant, they're worthless. Their actions are dumb, they're useless. But they themselves are not dumb and useless. They know some things, and you can always learn something from anybody from any age. So I I really hate labels. That's one of the the topics I do plan on getting to eventually. But back to boundaries. That's one of my big boundaries there. Um, So there's always a critic that want to talk about uh, your goals, especially when you're sharing them. Um, they, there's a saying that I always hear or came across several times where they say, real G's move in silence. And I never understood that. And I was starting to see where they say businesses, the wrong thing to do is to share what you plan on doing. But I'm like, that's how investments start. You start by sharing your vision. If nobody knows your vision, they don't know where you're going to go. So, and you can't do this stuff alone. And understanding that you can't do this stuff alone, I highly recommend finding an accountability partner, someone you can talk to about your goals and actually there for you to listen or even give you feedback to say, hey, you know, you're not the actions that you have are not aligning with your goals. This person is to kind of be that raw person that you can go to and they can tell you the truth and say, hey, this isn't, you know, based on what you told me and based on what you've written down, this does not align right. So either you're going to do this. If you do this, this is what it's taken away from. And that's the type of person you need in your corner. Is that person to tell you no? That you know you go you going off track here. I think I need somebody here with like that for my podcast, but nah, it's my own podcast. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, now let's see. Oh, a perfect example of when you try to share and share your efforts with everyone. And a lot of people just don't see your vision and you have to kind of see it for yourself. There's an article that's floating around recently about the 2009 episode of Shark Tank, where the lady that was looking for investors that was talking about having creative masks, non-surgical masks that we all currently have to wear when we go outside. And all the sharks turned her down. I didn't read the rest of the article because uh, I'll probably read it later. But 
the thing that I got away from that was just because somebody doesn't see your vision doesn't mean you should not continue to pursue it. Um, like for me, I planned on being, you know, attain a PhD or perform research about human energy by the age 40. I mean, I'm still mid-30s. I still have time before I'm 40 to actually reach that goal. Will I reach it? I don't know. Am I studying about human energy to get there? Yes. Will somebody invest in me to continue on that path? Maybe, but I haven't really talked to anybody about me researching human energy and actually being a public speaker about it. Maybe it's just not for me. Maybe it was just a a dream that I was thinking about. Um, But I know for right now, my main goal is to be financial, is uh, to have my student loans paid off within five years. And, And that's what I'm sticking to it. So going down this path, you have to actually roll with the punches. And though people didn't see her vision, you can look at it now today that everybody is seeing her vision clear. So much so that even Louis Vuitton is making their own mask. And if for those of you who are investors, their stock uh, quote, or a stock ticker is L V M as in Mary H, because they also do Moet and Hennessy. Just to let you know. But with them, they like, well, we make bags, so why not make masks too? Which makes sense. They're going where the money is. Usually when it's too late, a lot of people are very reactive instead of proactive. Um setting up this podcast because I want everybody that is listening to this to be proactive instead of reactive in their life with their money and with those who are around them. I really want you to look at the five people that you hang around with all the time. And are they aligning with your goals? Are they really for you in achieving your goals. And if they aren't, maybe those aren't the people that you need to share your goals with. It's okay to continue to still have communication, but I encourage you to find people who are in that space. There are several YouTube videos. There are several podcasts. There are multiple meetup groups on Facebook, even just meetup.com, I believe, you can actually find people in that particular realm of where you want to be. And you want to find those people that are just one or two rungs up on that ladder that you can actually interact with. And they'll help you pull, they'll help pull you up to where you want to be. And I, I really encourage you to do that. I know it's a lot of information that I'm talking about, but this is a very important topic before I start going into investing into like real estate, stock market. I really want to start talking about that stuff because I looked this stuff up 
every morning at five o'clock. So please, please know your boundaries, know your why, know your budget, know where all of your money is going. Thank you all for hanging out with me today. And I look forward to the next one. Wow, I just heard that sound. So that means that it is time for listener mail. Hi, Anthony. I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your journey about finance. It is definitely an important thing that we should share with our kids, and um, I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work and keep the podcast coming. Take care. No, thank you, Roberta, for that lovely message. I greatly appreciate the lesson and the voicemail. So if you want to leave a voicemail like Roberta, please go to anchor.fm forward slash about that wallet. If you want to leave your own voicemail message, maybe I could play it for the next episode. We'll see. Okay, since we have voicemails out the way, let's go on and bring up the comments. So I got several responses from a lot of people. I don't really say a lot, but most people who listen to it, they gave me quick feedback just to say, oh yeah, we like the music and they can't wait for more. But some people took time out to give me a little bit more uh, criticism and some feedback. The very first person who gave me a lot of criticism and feedback was my wife. Uh, she said that I use a lot of filler words. I'm very nervous, but you know, look forward to you listening to the rest of it. She doesn't really sit around and watch me record, so she just usually waits to the finished product like everyone else. Uh, the next person is my mom. She is the reason that I have a better microphone. And if you notice that I sound a lot clearer than the very first episode was because I was using my cell phone. And now that I'm able to use my laptop, it's been making life a lot easier. So thank you, mom. Have here Chona, who said it's pretty entertaining and easy to follow, which says a lot because the topic is boring, LOL, but you make it fun and funny. Thank you, Chona. I try my best to make it funny, but you know, I gotta do what I gotta do to make this boring topic exciting. Have one from Azim who says, you have the voice, sounds like those NPR folks. You really, I mean, we really like it, Nikki, is your biggest fan now. Thank you, Azim and Nikki. Greatly appreciate y'all supporting the podcast and the movement. And I have one from Charlene. Thank you for sharing. I love your brand and the authenticity and geniusness of how you come across. In our community in particular, there is a significant gap in financial hygiene and estate planning. Charlene, I greatly appreciate that. Greatly appreciate the feedback and everything that you've 
provided me so far um, as I develop through the, this podcast. I look forward to hearing some more feedback from everyone. And I have one more from Eric. He says, bro, I took a listen to all the podcast episodes. By this time, I only had three. And he said, first, I'm proud of what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Here are my comments. Based on your episodes, I can tell that you want your podcast to be personal and not business focused. That is great. You're sharing your personal stories, which will resonate with people more. I felt that your delivery and comfort was apparent in the third episode. On the third episode, I have not personally heard anyone talk about finances in the way that you illustrate. If I have any more comments, I'll let you know. Eric, I greatly appreciate you taking the time out to write me your feedback. I can't thank you enough for subscribing and listening to all of it. I'll continue to try to make this uh, podcast show as very personal and straightforward because I'm only sharing the things that I've been through that helped me along the way. And I hope that this information will help you along your journey as well. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to that episode of About That Wallet podcast. If you want to listen to more or just couldn't get enough, please follow us at aboutthatwallet.com. You can follow us at Instagram at aboutthatwallet or even join our Facebook group at aboutthatwallet. I look forward to hearing from you all, and you have a wonderful day. Remember, you are important.